Hello and welcome to the channel. So today, I just want to have a conversation. The conversation I want to have with you is actually my 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 conversion story, how I converted to a Christian, and how I became a follower of Jesus Christ, and where I stand today. So the beginning of this is. I want to start out by talking about where I was. So before I came to Christ, I was actually living a life uh, filled with sin and darkness. I was actually addicted to pornography, and I was also addicted to masturbation. And I was addicted to smoking weed, uh, going out and, and fornicating, and I was also very adulterous. Now these are things that I understand that no man should be proud of. But in this case, I share these things because it is part of my testimony. It is part of the reason that I came to Christ. Because I was so stuck in that lifestyle that I didn't know that I was wrong. You see, I discovered masturbation when I was three years old. Um, I understand that that's a very early age for people to discover that. But nonetheless, I mean, I discovered it at that age. and. From that age, um, I had a traumatic life uh, event happen when I was seven years old. I lost my favorite person in the world, my grandfather, he passed away. And um, after he passed away, that's actually when um, that sort of that lifestyle became like very, very, that became my, my coping mechanism. That became the way for me to deal with my problems. And um, I became very, involved in doing that. I, I did it every day. Um, and then of course, after I discovered pornography, then that just sort of spiraled outward. And of course, I was so, so addicted to that kind of life that inevitably I used to look at people the wrong way. My relationships with people were wrong. Um, the things that I used to do were all wrong. Everything was coming from a place of, of sort of having like an appetite for lust and um, sort of like a self-medication. Um, that's how I dealt with all my problems. Nobody knew, or maybe they did, just because I reeked, I'm sure, of, of that kind of life, but um, there weren't any solutions. So, of course, uh, throughout the years, it just became worse and worse, and um, I found myself trapped. I found myself trapped in that life. I started smoking weed and then sort of I just stopped caring. That's really when my life started taking a downhill. I stopped uh, focusing on trying to get better. I always used to try to get better. That was kind of my thing. It's just like a, a growth mindset. Um, take whatever difficulties you're going through and just try to find a solution around it. So for me, uh, masturbation and, and pornography, there were the, those things represented to me like a lack of discipline and a lack of self-control. So of course, um, I always tried to create systems. I tried to create programs around my schedule, rigid ways of dealing with having more self-control and um, just having a more disciplined lifestyle. Um, one of the things that, that became increasingly more and more difficult was that every day I would try to overcome this thing, but every day I would get knocked down. Every day I would give in to the desire. Every day I would give in to the to the lack of self-control. And um, inevitably it hurt the relationships around me. It alienated me from a lot of people. Um, and I, I didn't know how to deal with it. 
from that stemmed narcissism, of course, and um, egotism, selfishness, and uh, self-centeredness, and not being able to empathize with other people's emotions, and a lot of things, um, because that's what was in my heart, that's what I was trapped in, and that's what I lived by. So, in the summer of 2018, I actually decided to go on a bit of a trip uh, with the next girlfriend, um, and and of course, that was a very toxic relationship, and so I decided to go on a bit of a trip, and in this trip, I actually became increasingly even more and more sort of um, just more hostile, a lot more like aggressive, and I remember there was a day that I was in Texas, and because um, I decided to travel through the states. Um, I was in Texas and in Texas, I actually had um, a desire in my heart to commit murder that day. Um, I remember seeing blood in my mind and at that moment, I remember taking a pause and, and realizing and accepting, understanding that that was not my voice. So because that was not my voice, I needed to, I didn't know what to do. So the only solution I had was to go to the mirror and stare at myself down. Um, I was on, on, on drugs, I was on weed and, and mushrooms. So I go to the mirror and I'm staring at myself. And of course, I'm, I'm telling myself, you were not born to, to hurt anyone, you were born to love people. Who do you think you are? Who do you think, you know, um, why do you think that it's okay for you to think this way? You're not here to hurt anyone. And in that moment, I remember hearing a very distinct voice. Um, and now I know, looking back, what that voice was, but at the time I didn't know. And the voice was a voice of clarity, and the voice said to me, Jonathan, if you don't forgive this person in this moment, um, you're going to hurt her. And I remember feeling so much resentment and unforgiveness toward this person, because I felt like this person had betrayed my trust and had sort of taken advantage of me in a way that, that hurt me deeply. And so my lack of forgiveness and my increasing, my increasing justification for having a, a, a sort of a leg to stand on to accuse this person, um, it led me down a very dark path to the point where I found myself at that crossroad of committing something that I would never have been able to come back from. So that day, I remember very distinctly when I felt all that rage inside of me that I gave it up. I remember in that moment, I decided, I was like, you know what, I, that's an easy trade. I'll give up this anger and I'll take peace because that's what I want. And so I forgave her in my heart that very moment. I forgave her in my heart and I let it go. And um, I remember I started focusing on love. I just started thinking about random acts of love that I've seen in my life. I started thinking about um, my grandparents and my uncles in, in Dominican Republic. And all of those, those moments of love, they gave me the strength to realize that there is goodness in this world and that, um, that that's worth fighting for. So I remember just feeling that peace come over me after that rage sort of lifted off of me. And um, after that, her and me, we actually went to Mexico for another six weeks. Now, I know it was a very foolish decision to make, but at that time, my mind was so warped with drugs and just wanting to escape reality that 
I didn't really care. So I ended up in Mexico. And when I got there, I remember the first week, it got really bad again. We started arguing and I remember um, there was this particular day when I wanted to smash my phone and I did, I actually broke it. I actually bent it with my hands and I broke it and um, there was blood on my hands. I remember literally having a cut on my hand and looking at the cut and realizing like the blood that I had seen in my mind the week prior, now it's starting to take manifestation in my life. Like now it's starting to unfold. And that's when I knew that I was starting to lose sort of uh, control of that anger. I was starting to lose control of it. And I remember I thinking to myself, like, something needs to change. Something needs to change. And by divine providence, by the grace of God, this was a Wednesday or a Thursday. By that Monday, I had an encounter with Jesus Christ. And from that moment, I remember the moment very vividly and clearly because I, I, I needed a way out. I needed to stop. The rage was taking a hold of me and um, I didn't want to go that route. So when I encountered Jesus, I remember very specifically having a lot of questions in my mind about my life. There was a lot of things that didn't make sense. I felt like um, in many ways I was wronged. You know, I felt like, oh, um, I grew up in a single family household. I also grew up as a Hispanic in this world. I grew up um, in a very impoverished neighborhood. And I felt like there was a lot of opportunities that were taken from me that if I would have been born perhaps in a more favorable family, according to the world standards, if I would have been born with better education or better, um, just better people around me or, or more stable people around me, that I wouldn't have struggled as much with my addictions, that I wouldn't have had that much of a, a difficult time with my life. And I remember all of those questions being answered that day and understanding very clearly that all of my life, all of the holes in my life, that they all had meaning. That as I'm doing right now, and I understood this back then, this was several years ago, but that part of the reason that I went through those things was so that I would be able to turn around and help others who are going through the same thing. And that is one of the most amazing um, truths about encountering Jesus is that he gives you clarity, he gives you understanding. And um, when he gave me that understanding, suddenly the, my eyes were opened and I knew what to do. I understood instinctively that I needed to follow Jesus, that I needed to hold fast to him because the Bible tells us that he died on the cross to set us free from our sins and that through his blood, even though we are stained by the mistakes that we have made, the sins that we have committed, through his blood we are sanctified and we are uh, purified from our sins. So therefore, God no longer holds that over us. We are no longer shown a record of our wrongs. We are no longer shown a record of the things that we have done that are shameful. But instead, what we're given is a clean slate. And that's exactly what I received. And so from that time, I've been following Jesus. And it hasn't been an easy journey. There's been a lot of ups and downs. There have been a lot of moments of testing our, my faith. It's interesting that testing of faith um, can be perceived in many different ways. But one of the ways that, that my faith has been tested is 
constantly knowing that no matter what I do, God has chosen to stand by my side. God has chosen to remain faithful to me in spite of my lack of faithfulness to him. In spite of my lack of integrity to him, he has chosen instead to remain faithful at my side. And that is one of the ways that my faith has been tested is because no matter what, the Lord has always been at my side. And even as life continues to unfold, he is showing me and, and growing my faith to have a relationship of love between me and him to the extent where I know that I can trust his promises. I can trust and rely on him. I can trust his direction in life. I can trust his word. I can trust his, his, the, um, the death of his son on the cross. I can trust that he's going to deliver me from me and my family from the difficult times that are coming ahead. You see, it's important because um, whenever we're faced with trials in life, we can always go back to the things that used to make us feel good. And for me, as we previously discussed, those were the things that made me feel good and, and, and helped me to cope with my difficult challenges that, that would arise in my life. However, now, because of Jesus, he has given me a new life. I've been baptized into, by faith into Jesus' death, so therefore I have been raised to newness of life. And now I believe in Jesus. I believe that he uh, has made a way for me to live a new life. I have a new heart. The things that used to please me no longer please me. I now advocate instead through the word of God for purity. I believe that God has called us to sanctification. 1 Thessalonians 4 actually tells us, says, this is the will of God, that is your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality and that each one of you know how to possess his own vessel in sanctification and honor. So even though I have lived a, a former life, now that I've been baptized into Christ and now that the blood of Christ has covered me and I have been purified through his atonement on the cross, I now uh, am called by the will of God to live a, a holy and sanctified life, to be set apart from the debauchery in this world, to be set apart from watching pornography, to be set apart from fornication, to be set apart from adultery, and to have a heart that's committed to my wife and a heart that's committed to my family. And I believe that, and I truly do believe this, that Jesus is the only way to that kind of life. Jesus is the only way for that kind of freedom. And also I do believe that Jesus enters into a relationship and a covenant, a, a, a contract between us and him when we come to the faith. So I believe that as Christians, we are, we are accountable to, to live a holy and sanctified life before God. It means that we are called to be the light and the salt of the earth. And in order to do that, we have to forsake the things that no longer please God. It does not please God for us to lust after other people. It does not please God for us to do the things that are unpleasing to him by um, doing things in secret, by having secret lusts in our hearts, by having sort of eyes to see other, you know, the way that people dress. And he's calling us to a sanctified and a holy life. And I am a living testimony that it is possible to live this life. And so this is my first video. I am making this as a testimony to show you that Jesus is real and that he is able now by the grace of God 
He has set me free from my addictions. I am no longer uh, watching pornography. I no longer engage in any of the things that do not please the Lord. I actively seek to please Him. By the grace of God, the Bible tells us that sexual immorality is a sin against our own bodies. And the Bible testifies that when we sin against our own bodies, we're hurting ourselves. And, the, and once, we're, once we're baptized into, into Christ, that our bodies become the temple of the Holy Spirit. So yes, it is true that the Bible also testifies and says, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and the blood of His Son Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. The truth of the matter is, is that the only reason that I've been able to get to this place is because I've learned to listen to what Jesus tells me about myself. He tells me that I am weak. He tells me that I am very susceptible to falling into those temptations. He tells me that I am susceptible to going back to that place if I don't choose to follow him actively and daily. And so as he has made me more and more aware of my weaknesses, the Bible tells us my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfected in weakness. And then the Bible also testifies and says, in my weakness, then I am strong. So the Lord has given me a self-awareness of knowing it's not because I'm strong that I'm able to understand how to avoid these things anymore. It's because I'm weak. And through my weakness, I am sensitive to the moments and the situations and the instances that could lead me down a very dark path and lead me right back to the place where I used to be. And uh, on a daily basis, I feel those things. I can feel my heart tugging me to go back. But the Bible tells us that the flesh, meaning the human body, is in contradiction and opposition to the spirit, meaning the new nature that we have. And so those two are constantly at war with each other. And I can feel my flesh on a daily basis to clarify what I meant about um, the heart. The flesh is constantly trying to lead me back into a dark place, but my spirit and my mind and my heart belong to Jesus. And because they belong to him, then he continues to call me in the new direction, in the, in the new way of life. And so I'm a living testimony that Jesus is able to break the chains of addiction. And also, Jesus is very clear. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. And so I find myself to be very privileged, in fact, to live the life that I have lived because in my weakness, I have found Jesus. And unfortunate to those who think that they are strong in this life because they rely on their riches or they rely on their relationships or they rely on any number of things, a career, um, a title, whatever the case might be. The problem with those things is, is that the moment those things are removed from you because none of those things are permanent, you will fall inevitably into a state of despair. And that despair, if it's not, if it's not grounded on a solid foundation, is going to lead you into a very dark place. We can see it happening all around us. We can see all that taking hold of people because they are choosing to reject the gospel. The good news of God's grace is that there is salvation in no one else except Jesus Christ. And by the grace of God, I will testify and I will say to you 
that Jesus, that Jesus makes a way for us. And there will be a shaking up in this life. There will be a time in this life where no matter what you are relying on, if it's not on Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, your life is going to be shaken inevitably and you will fall into a state of despair. Now you could either have that despair and hand it over to Jesus who is the solid foundation, who is the eternal one, or you can have that despair and run to drugs and alcohol and sexual, sexual promiscuity or any number of vices that will inevitably enslave you and lead you into eternal darkness. The Bible is very clear about this and I am ringing the bell, I am sounding the alarm that it is time to wake up, it is time to cast off the works of darkness, it is time to get sanctified in the Lord because without the sanctification which God himself has called us to, that through the blood of Christ, daily applying it to our lives by meditating on his law day and night, that we will inevitably be faced with judgment on the day that he returns. He is returning. And so it is my privilege and my grace to you by the grace of God to sound the alarm and to let you know that Jesus is returning soon. So repent, be baptized, and get sanctified in the Lord and walk in the holiness through which the Holy Spirit has given you the power to walk by the Holy Spirit, the power of God. God bless you and see you next time. Bye-bye.